Welcome to Integrated Brain Health. My name is Dr. Robert Coben. I'm a clinical neuropsychologist and am board certified in QEG technology and neuromodulation. This is our Neuroscience Rounds podcast. You will get a glimpse into our training programs where we talk about neuroscience, technology, neurofeedback, neuropsychology, and other related matters. We hope this helps with your knowledge base and ability to intervene and help patients successfully. On to the podcast. Welcome to Neuroscience Rounds. We're going to start this series out with a very brief, basic tour of uh, some neuroanatomy. So to start, your nervous system has two parts, the central nervous system and the peripheral. The central is um, broken down into two parts, the brain and the spinal cord. The peripheral is the somatic and the autonomic. The somatic um, brings information from the outside to the central nervous system. So we have sensory information, limb position, uh, information about the outside environment. Then you have the autonomic, which is more regulatory. It has three parts. We have the sympathetic, the parasympathetic, and the enteric. The sympathetic is your fight or flight response. The parasympathetic is uh, rest and digest, so this helps you maintain homeostasis. And then you have the enteric, which controls digestion. Um, obviously, we're going to be spending most of our time in the brain, um, so we will turn to that now. So before we get into the brain, it's important to know some vocabulary about navigating your way around the brain. So you have um, dorsal or superior, which is up. You have ventral or inferior, which is below, unless you're talking about the body, in which case ventral is your stomach and dorsal is your back. Um, you have the anterior, which is to the front, and the posterior, which is to the back. Um, you also have... Medial, which is towards the center, and lateral, which is towards the outside. And then you have afferent with an A that goes towards the brain, and efferent with an E that goes away from the brain. Okay. So when we talk about the brain, there are kind of large gross sections. Um, there is the frontal lobe, which is right in front, and it does um, executive functioning, critical thought, problem solving, also has motor control towards the posterior part. You have the parietal lobe, which uh, does sensory processing. Occipital does vision. Um, cerebellum in the back uh, does balance and coordination. You have temporal, audition, um, speech, memory. Uh, then you have the brainstem that does involuntary uh, processes. Okay, so when we talk about parts of the brain, you have the motor strip, which again is in the posterior part of the frontal lobe, and you have the somatosensory uh, processing, which is on the anterior part of the parietal lobe. And this is where your body is projected onto the brain surface in a somatotopic map. So it kind of reflects what is actually in the um, body. And you have different regions of the um, body projected on, and there's different thicknesses in parts of the brain. So regions that are more sensitive, like your tongue and your hands, have more cortex and uh, regions that are, have more motor control, like your hands and lips again, have more part of the brain uh, devoted towards them. So essentially, you look like this to your brain. Uh, this is the sensory uh, homunculus, and this is the motor homunculus. So again, you have great big hands because you're very sensitive and it's a lot of fine motor control. 
um, lips and tongue. Um, obviously, you need lots of good motor control for speech. Um, so this is your beautiful self to your brain. Okay, so when we talk about processing, the brain processes information in a um, kind of varying levels of complexity. So first, you have primary processing areas. So visual, primary visual, primary motor, and primary sensory. This is where you get very basic information. So for vision, is there a line in a receptive field? So we'll talk about receptive fields more later, but basically it's the area of the retina or the part of the skin that is um, being processed by a given neuron or groups of neurons. So for vision, you, if there's a line in the very specific part of the retina, it will indicate that, and then you have an adjacent um, receptive field, and you see how the lines kind of um, connect. And then if you go up a level, to secondary visual processing, you have more elaborate processing. So you put those receptive fields together, and instead of a line, you start to see a shape. Um, and then you have association regions here and here that kind of give more integrative processing. So information from other parts of the brain are contributed, and then you're like, okay, so it is a shape, it's a circle, it's a ball, how do you feel about the ball? Uh, do you have memories of the ball? Um, so that's how you process information from very kind of gross detail up to very more complex as you move different parts of the brain. Um, not to confuse you or anything, but sometimes these parts of the brain have different names. So sometimes the primary is called idiotypic, so the same regions here, V1, M1, S1. And then the secondary is sometimes called unimodal association. Again, it's the secondary parts here. And then sometimes what I called association in the last slide is called the higher order heteromodal, and there are the peach parts here. So not to be confusing, but depending on what you're reading, it might have different names. Okay, so now we're gonna to move to different um, brain structures and kind of talk about them and kind of the general functionality. So you have the medulla, which is here, and it is part of the autonomic system, and it regulates blood pressure, respiration, sneezing, you have the pons, which is Latin for bridge, and it's one of these conducting uh, structures, and it sends information to the cerebellum and thalamus, and also plays a role in um, swallowing, uh, bladder control. You have the midbrain, which um, has some role in motor control, but also is also a relay nucleus of auditory and visual systems. Cerebellum is in the back, and it um, integrates information from the body and the motor cortex and also kind of balance and it helps you to coordinate movements um, and also monitors your movements and makes corrective adjustments. It's one of the parts of the brain that's affected by alcohol and it's why you're clumsy when you drink um, because it can't make the corrective movements as it would if you're not drinking. Okay, the basal ganglia also have a role in motor control. There's lots of different um, structures that are um, part of what we call the basal ganglia. Um, again, it helps to control complex movement patterns. So the caudate here um, helps integrate spatial and motor information. And then you have the putamen. It has uh, extent and amplitude of movement. The globus pallidus, which helps you to, it has, it has inhibitory roles. So it helps you to not make jerky movements and keep your moves real um, smooth. Then you have the substantia nigra, which is, um, plays a role in the gabinergic and dopaminergic pathways. Uh, this is one of the parts of the brain that is affected in Parkinson's disorder. And then you have the subthalamic nucleus, 
Um, it has role in action selection. And you had the limbic system, moving on. And of course, the limbic system is about emotion, learning, and memory. So you had the hippocampus, which is obviously a part for uh, memory. Amygdala, which is a uh, part of the autonomic system. So again, this is your fight or flight response. And it's again important for trauma, PTSD, anxiety. Then you have the hypothalamus, which links the nervous and endocrine system and regulates uh, metabolic processes. And then we have the thalamus. So it um, is a big re relay station. So everything that comes up from the body to the brain, except for smell, goes through the thalamus and then out to where it uh, areas in the cortex to process it further. Um, the thalamus is a very complicated um, structure that we will go into in much more detail in the coming weeks, but just kind of to give you a kind of brief overview. Uh, different parts of the thalamus are different relay nucleus for nuclei for different parts of the brain. So, uh, for example, the bottom, the ventral, is for motor areas. You have the posterior for um, visual, uh, but it's much more complicated than this. Um, this is a more com more uh, you know complex image. So you see here, so the anterior parts um, kind of go towards the middle. You have the green here for the frontal parts, uh, the red and pink for motor, blue for sensory, I guess purple for visual. Um, like I said, as we go into the different senses in more detail um, in the coming weeks, we'll kind of talk about the thalamus, thalamus more. But important now to know that it has the really big relay nuclei for all the different sensory things. Okay, so take a step back now and talk about the neuron. Um, kind of important. So uh, the neuron has dendrites, and uh, this, these are the parts of the neuron that receives information. And then you have the axon that sends information. When you hear the word gray matter, that's talking about the dendrites in the cell body. Um, the axon has myelin. So this is like um, insulation on an electrical cord. And the more myelination you have, the faster the uh, electricity or the action potential can move along the axon and go to where it needs to go. So the more myelin you have, the faster the information is um, sent along. Um, that is the white matter. So what you'll see here is on the other end here, you'll have another neuron with more dendrites over here and start out two other neurons. Um, this is a very kind of gross simplification, but in general, there are two types of neurons. There are the pyramidal cells and non-pyramidal cells. The pyramidal cells are shaped like pyramids, and they are projection neurons. They take information away to different parts of the cortex. And then you have non-pyramidal, which are circular, and they receive information. So the cortex has six layers, and it goes from the surface to deeper in the brain, where the surface has more localized processing and the deeper you go, it's uh, more distributed. So the top layer has glial cells, um, that's kind of structural cells. And then you have layer two, which has small pyramidal cells. Three has larger ones that kind of go out to other areas. Um, four has the non-pyramidal that receive information. Five have the largest uh, pyramidal cells that go out to the basal ganglia, again, that's motor control brainstem, spinal cord that sends out. Um, and then you have deeper, uh, level six, that projects back to the thalamus. So information goes from the body through the thalamus out to the cortex, but also goes back to go to different parts of the brain. And then you have white matter below that that has lots of different axons that are running and uh, communicating throughout the brain. So 
there are six layers, but the layers have different uh, varying thicknesses depending on where you are in the brain and the role that it plays. So for example, layer four that has the non-pyramidal cells and receive information are much, um, there are more of them and the layer is thicker in uh, sensory uh, processing areas because it has to receive information and process that. So like in V1. Whereas layer five is thicker in motor areas because it has to send information out to the body. So that would be bigger in M1. Um, so you can see we're getting more and more detailed. So I'm, I'm gonna stop here for today. And then next week, we're gonna go into more detail about sensory processing. Um, thank you for the round one of Neurorounds. Thank you for joining us today. Feel free to subscribe to the Neuroscience Rounds podcast for future episodes. You might also enjoy our sister podcast, Let's Head On, with myself and Dr. Ann Stevens, where we discuss the interaction between neuroscience, neuropsychology, and physical and mental well-being. Please feel free to reach out to us at integratebrainhealth.com.